Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. Did you see that right at 7 o'clock exactly? On the dot. Right on the dot. Are, are we not normally right on the dot? Well, sometimes close. Give, give or take a 15, 20 seconds That's, here and there. Oh, you're talking 700.00. Yep. Wow, yep. look All at us, Tom Lafferty. Let's just go home. <laughs> we'll call it a night. Thank you. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Our job here is done. It is Prep Sports Weekly. Tom Lafferty here. Steve Willett's over there. You you made it in. I, I just made it in a few minutes ago. We you know that's hey that's what we do around here. We were getting interviews up until about twenty minutes ago. So uh, yeah, we we get two busy. interview two sets of interviews coming up that I just recorded within the last hour and uh, made it in. T- I didn't make it in time to get some food, so I didn't get a chance to do that. So I um, might have to Uber eat here at some point. But uh, this is a busy week. It's it, there's a lot going on tonight. Yeah. Normally Monday nights is kind of a nice night for us because it's not always the night that's the busiest in terms of high school sporting events, and we right. can usually pull people away. Not necessarily tonight. I think a lot of that has to do with – we always see this the last week of January because I think a lot of teams are getting those games in, trying to give themselves a little bit of a buffer between now mm-hmm. and when district playoffs start. And I think we also probably have a few makeup games from the snow days a couple days ago. But there's a lot of activity going on tonight. So uh had to get a few pre-recorded interviews, and we've got one interview coming up from a guy who's in a gym as we speak, and we'll get an update from him. So Today's show brought to you by Marysville Toyota, Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Blue Dental and Wellness, by Dave and Busters, Chuck Van Howling, Legacy West Insurance and Allstate, Glass by Lund, by uh, Everett Bona Joint, and by Kia of Everett. Who do we have on the show tonight? <laughs> well, on the show tonight, and uh, oh, here we go. Thank you, uh, WestcoAthletics.com, for having a little glitch in your they system did. right now. It is. It's been all afternoon. Oh, it has it? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't have his <laughs> roster in front of me now or his games played, so we'll uh, we'll wing this one tonight. In just a moment, we're going to hear from Alex Iverson. He's the boys basketball coach at Lake Stevens High School. He's at the Lake Stevens girls game as we speak. They're getting ready to start. So we'll talk to Alex here momentarily. And then we're going to talk a little girls basketball after that. We've got Eddie McFerrin, who is the girls coach at Linwood High School. Caught up with him and his star player, Anaya Hooker, on Saturday night over at Linwood after their game against Mount Lake Terrace. So we'll talk to them. We're then going to hear from one of the newest coaches in Wesco, but a familiar name to a lot of people. And I was excited to do this interview. Uh, Quinn Manning is the new head basketball coach for the Edmonds Woodway girls. Right. A lot of people around here might be, remember her from her days as a high school student when she was Quinn Brewey, star player over at Meadowdale High School. They won a state championship in 2004. She was the Seattle Times Player of the Year that year. She was the tournament MVP. You probably broadcasted her state championship sure. game, Tom. Yep, yep. Uh, she's the new head coach at Edmonds Woodway. Her mom, Kelly Brewey, is one of her assistant coaches. And Kelly's got an extensive background as a head basketball coach at Shorecrest, Overlake and Ballard, and now she's assisting Quinn. So they're trying to rebuild that program over there. So a nice conversation that I had with them over at Cascade High School within the last hour. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Cascade High School, we're going to wrap it up with a guy who you've probably known for quite some time, Dave Roberts, yeah. the head coach for yep. Cascade Girls, Snohomish alum like yourself, yep. a longtime teacher over at Cascade, longtime coach. In fact, he's on his third stint. As the Cascade girls basketball yeah, coach. Yeah, he was, he wasn't, he was, he wasn't, Correct, he was. yeah, three different times and for about 20 years total. <laughs> yeah. He's coaching his last home game tonight. He's oh. retiring from coaching at, at the end of this year. So I uh, had to catch up with Dave one last time to talk to him a little bit. So that's our that's our show coming up. Today's show, and I'll give you one little hint. You can get into the uh, schedule through the schedule. 
you can get into the team through the schedule. I can get that. into the team yeah. through the schedule. <laughs> Today's game show brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, Move Fitness. There's always a workaround. The Shop Tire Pros, the Buzz In Steakhouse, Judd Black Appliance, Chevrolet of Everett, Law Office of Russell and Hill, Procure a Mortgage, Screen Printing Northwest. Well, the one interview we have live is a guy that's in at Lake Stevens High School right now. He's going to watch the girls play tonight, but he's the boys coach over at Lake Stevens. Alex Iverson, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. So is it senior night over there for the girls? Yeah, they play Jackson. I think uh, I think they have two more league games uh, left, but this is their last home game. And, and girls basketball, something you're well-versed in. You were the coach at Stanwood before taking the Lake Stevens job. You're number two as a Viking head basketball coach, a, a building you co- you teach in, also uh, your alma mater. So how is your number two going overall? Just kind of give us an assessment. Yeah, you know, I mean, last year we were senior heavy, and I knew that group really well, um, coaching them in, in theater, you know, in years past. Um, and so, you know, getting to coach a lot of new kids this year, a lot of new faces, and, you know, and trying to navigate, you know, how to put players in positions to be successful. Well, tell us a little bit about the team this year. So maybe give us a rundown of, you know, maybe we'll have you start off with talking about the starting five and kind of what they've meant to the team. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, if you don't mind, I just want to give a shout-out just to the bench. And I'll, I'll, oh, you know, we're, we're going to get there, too, absolutely. So yeah, we'll make sure we get uh, everybody there. Yeah, I mean, uh, but you want me to start with the starting five? Then? Let's start no. with your starting five. Tell us who okay. you got there and who's been contributing. Yeah, so we have a junior, Cooper Graham. Uh, he plays generally, you know, when we get into our stuff or, motion, or our offense. Uh, Cooper Graham, he's a junior. You know, he started JV last year, and, uh, you know, he's been passed with a big role this year in terms of handling the ball, handling the pressure, um, and getting thrown right into it. But, you know, he's been incredibly coachable this year, and his development over this last year of just getting, uh, you know, varsity defenders in his numbers and, and having to navigate that and communicating, um, you know, he's just been an awesome teammate. Um, I mean, talk about a kid that says yes, coach, and doesn't, you know, argue back. It's, it's really been uh, awesome coaching, coaching him up this year. Um, and then we have a freshman, uh, Devin Freeman. Um, he's been, you know, coming alive here the last couple of weeks. He, uh, he, had, he had a hip fracture, I think, about two, two games into the season. Um, that set him out about a month. And, you know, that, that obviously hurt him just because he's trying to get a feel for high school basketball. And, and as he's learning, the game is a lot different than AAU, um, you know, just in terms of the refing, the coaching, the style, all of it's, just, it's a little different. And so he, you know, missed a month of kind of getting adjusted to that. Um, but he has been um, just phenomenal in terms of being coached. Uh, you know, being being communicative. I mean, for a 14, 15, I think he's 15, 15 year old to have that kind of pressure um, and to be able to answer the bell. You know, I mean, he's in the, he has the ball in his hands quite a bit. Um, he's a phenomenal talent and uh, just a great kid. Um, and then we have Brody Pierpoint. He's a sophomore. Uh, he was a 12th man last year. Kind of swung up at the end of the season. Played a ton of JV and had, had a lot of success. Um, and this year he's taken the jump into being one of our main our main guys and putting him in the high post and, and other positions to be successful. I mean, he's had multiple 20-point games. Um, he's always crashed on the rebound. And his growth in terms of adjusting from the JV to the varsity has been superb um, this season. And then our, our two seniors that start, uh, Makai Hunter kind of plays a, a forward slash wing. Um, you know, are probably one of our best defenders, lengthy, athletic, um, super quiet kid, but just always, always about business, wanting to compete, get better. Um, you know, and he's really stepped into a huge role for us after being kind of a role player for us last year. And then the biggest jump uh, is Javon McFerrin. If you, uh, if you kind of look at our stats, he's, he's shooting 58% from the field. Uh, he's our leading scorer. It's close to 17 a game. I think he's about 17 and 12 right now. Um, and I think he's close to leading the team in assists. Um, and so he's just kind of, I mean, he's, he's our, our anchor for this team, our rock. 
Uh, even last uh, Saturday night uh, in an overtime game, I think he had he had only three buckets in overtime. He kind of just took over, and when he got that ball, he was making plays. So his growth as just a basketball player and young man has been uh, phenomenal this year. Yeah, and a guy who was a junior playing with a lot of seniors last year, right? If I recall, yeah. we had you on with an interview with some of your seniors and Javon, and having to step up and maybe kind of take on more of that leadership role now, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And even last year, you know, he's, you know, cause he's been one of the better players in his groups and every time he's played and to step into a role last year where he's, you know, not necessarily, he's playing in just a different role that he's used to. And so this year he's really he was able to embrace that leadership role, that captain role. Um, and it comes with a lot of responsibility as anyone who's been, a, you know, a captain in a program. You know, it's, it's, it's not all fun and games, right? You're held to a little bit of a different standard, and he's really taken on that role um, remarkably. Definitely. You mentioned you wanted to make sure we got the bench in, so who are some of the guys coming off the bench? Yeah, you know, um, Luke Hack is coming along here in the last couple games. He's in some threes for us, but, you know, um, he's been awesome for us, works hard in practice, makes us better. Um, the other seniors, you know, you have Parker Gibb, who shows up every day with a great attitude and gets after it, um, competing with, with, you know, the starters. Uh, Gabe Sales and Darquan Walker are both um, guys who are seniors who have played with these guys um, growing up, and, and they have great attitudes. Um, I mean, I feel like Gabe Sales knows everybody in the world because he has a great scouting report on everybody that we play. <laughs> um, and Darquan Walker, just he's the biggest talker on the bench for our guys, about 12 seconds on the shot clock, things like that. Um, and then, you know, you have Daniel uh, Gazajo and Brian Tillman, sophomores that have been coming off the bench, and they're, they're stepping into roles as, uh, as guys coming into the game and, and, you know, just really having to contribute and, and to navigate playing through mistakes. And, you know, being a sophomore playing up in, you know, in the varsity level, it's tough. And so, uh, so I'm really happy that they're getting that experience and really taking on that role and being coachable. Um, and then Royce Rab, uh, Royce Rab is a sophomore as well, who's kind of been swinging back and forth through us. And then uh, Tyson Bell's a junior who just comes every day with a great attitude. But our bench has just been great, and they're super helpful in terms of just making us better, um, energy, you know, all the stuff that you know is, is great for uh, for a good team to be successful. Definitely. Looking at your standings here, and again, it's it's Wesco 4A. You basically get to play all the other four teams twice. Yeah. So kind of weird. You get an eight game schedule in league. You guys are two and four, sitting in the number four spot. You got a uh, game coming up against Jackson and yep. Mariner, or Kamiak and Mariner. Sorry. No, 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 you're right. It's, Jackson, uh, Jackson, Jackson tomorrow, and then Mariner senior night Thursday. And, and really, I, I would imagine. Well, I guess you got a two game lead on Mariner right now. You win one of those games, and you're you're in. So, yep. looking like you're probably going to be going to the the district playoffs next week. Yep. And this is an interesting time for you guys, right? Because it's by districts. It's Kingco schools. Have you had a chance yep. to get out and scout some of those teams you might potentially be playing? Uh, we have a few. I mean, I have, I have some film. I mean, I mean, I don't want to say I have friends, but I got some connections that will help me with some film. Uh, but I do know that they play this Saturday. Uh, assuming we get in, uh, we play this Saturday. We would play either the winner or loser of their one o'clock game at Sammamish High School. Not that I have that on my calendar. So <laughs> I will probably, uh, if you're looking for me on that day, uh, one o'clock Sammamish High School. That's where I'll be at. Um, cording them up. You mentioned Gabe Sales as your he's your your expert on uh, giving you scouting reports. Does he know Kingco basketball? <laughs> he does. I mean, <laughs> uh, he'll probably get mad at me for saying this online. He's got a girlfriend at East Lake, so he's over there all the time. And he was like, Coach, I can go to that game and film for you. If nice. You want. I was like, no, Gabe, you're good. I'll, I'll go. But, yeah, so he's got some connections over there, too. Gabe, that, everybody needs a Gabe Sales on their team. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> well, so what what does Kingco look like to you so far? I mean, just from what you've been able to see. It's always a tough I mean, conference, you know, right? Yeah, you know, film only tells one story. And, and you know, every team, you know, the matchups are a little different based on who you're playing. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that Mount size you know, the best team in, in uh, King Co. And, I mean, I think they're head and shoulders just above, you know, I mean, I, I would imagine they're competing for a uh, 
a state championship this year as they were last year. They're, they're absolutely they're loaded and well-coached. Um, and then after that, you know, based on what I've seen, and like I said, I haven't done a ton of research, but I think it's, you know, I mean, Skyline and Winneville are going to be tough. Issaquah's good, but, but I think it's kind of just, uh, I, I mean, they're all competitive games. I think there, there isn't anybody in there that's unbeatable, um, and, and, you know, obviously they're well-coached. And, and I think at the end of the day, when you get to the district playoffs, you've got to be able to beat some of those teams if you want to advance. And if you can't beat, you know, um, you know the, the, the Issaquahs or whoever, I mean, that's where it's at and that's where you're at. So um, we're just kind of taking it one game at a time and trying to play our best basketball over these last few weeks. And, and after that, you know, let it, let it speak for itself. Well, maybe give me a couple sentences here on this. I'm looking at – I finally was able to pull up your schedule here. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at your last three games. You lost to Kamiak by three. I, I was at yep. that game, back and forth the whole way. Yep. You, you lose to Glacier Peak last Wednesday by five, a Glacier Peak team that beat you by 31 earlier this year. Yep. So just, yep. you know, looking at that one, just as a layman, you can look and go, well, it looks like you guys made some great improvements. And then on yeah. Saturday night at home – you beat what's always a very good Kings team in overtime, a non-conference game right in the later part of the season. Um, you know, you kind of look at it and go, why do you want to play non-conference games? But to get a win like that, that's got to be huge in the, the, the confidence-building department. Yeah, you know, I mean, even if, even if you scratch if you scratch that Kamiak game, and I'm not, obviously you still have to show up and play, but we, we had some snow days and we hadn't practiced and we looked like it and, you know, we need to practice. And I need to, you know, continue to coach these kids to get better. And we held, you know, we, we lost a close one to Jackson as well prior to that Kamiak game. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think we've been playing really well and I think we've lost some heartbreakers and some really close games. And so it was really nice for our kids to, to come into, uh, you know, to play Kings and, you know, they hit a three-pointer with seven seconds to go to tie it. And so you just feel the momentum shift and the body language. And, and that's just, you know, human nature. And so for us to be able to play through that and to, to get a win in overtime is great for our kids. Um, I always joke, you know, walking into our hallway, you know, I was like, I'm tired of walking in here losing these close games, guys. So I appreciate you guys stepping up. And, and that's what they did. And, and I think those are the experiences you can't recreate. And so it's great for them to step into that moment, feel the pressure in the building, knock down free throws, knock down shots. Um, and execute in crunch time. Um, so that was, yeah, it was a fantastic win for sure. 100%. And, uh, hey, we'd be remiss if we don't give you a chance to shout out to your assistant coaches before we let you go. Who are, who you got on the bench with you? Yeah, this um, I'll just kind of go in. Varsity assistant, Rusty Gutierrez, you know, uh, state champion in Alaska. Don't ask me where. I figured they only had a couple high schools up there. <laughs> um, but he's, his energy and his, his passion for the game is great. I mean, he helps run drills and gets these guys focused mentally. Um, Jacob Strong, he's also an alum, graduated, I believe, I'm going to screw it up, it was 03, um, but he, you know, played college baseball, he's been doing this for about 10 years, and, um, you know, his X's and O's in terms of getting me prepared and, and scouting and really helping us be focused on, on what we need to do to win. Um, Gerard Rabb, he was our freshman coach last year, um, if you're not familiar with Gerard Rabb, he actually, uh, um, he caught the, before the Statue of Liberty play, he was uh, on the receiving end of the touchdown. Uh, uh, Boise State in the Fiesta Bowl way back in the yes, day. Yes, that's so, right. <laughs> um, so, he, you know, his vast knowledge of just championship mentality, uh, his humility, uh, I mean, his calmness that he brings has been uh, just so fantastic for this program and helping my own personal growth. Um, and then Noah Wallace is our new C-team coach. He's also an alum, uh, ran track at Wazoo, um, has our charred record. I mean, he's an absolute stud basketball player. Um, and passion for the game as he's getting into teaching as well. So I'm really excited for him to step into that role. Another alum. Yep. There yeah. We, there we go. Well, again, yeah, Alex. Sure. Yeah. Always, always enjoy talking with you. Thanks for uh, taking the time tonight. I know busy for you. I know you're trying to get out to that girls' game as well. So uh, thanks for uh, coming on with us and best wishes to the Vikings down the stretch. 
Hey, thank you very much, and thank you guys for all you guys do for these high school kids. I know it means a lot for them to be able to, uh, you know, hear their names over the radio and just the attention that you bring to the sport is fantastic in all, in all high school sports. So thanks again, you guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. There we go. That is Alex Iverson, head boys basketball coach at Lake Stevens. Yeah, we man, we need, might need to have – every time he mentions that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Gerald Rapp, that was one of my favorite college plays of all time. Right, right. Fiesta Bowl, I remember sitting at my apartment watching that. I was rooting for Boise State. and. Mm-hmm. That play uh, put them within one, and then they ran the Statue of Liberty the very next play and won the game by uh, by one on the two-point conversion. So we might have to have him on the radio one of these days. You know, and he's exactly right on the Kinko because I do this little thing that I call if playoffs started tonight, and it's Mount Sy and then oh, everybody else. Everybody else, yeah. <laughs> Mount Sy's so, pretty good. And they have a, they have a league tournament. Right, which right. starts this weekend. That's where he's going to go this weekend. So, yeah, you'd uh, think that would give us a huge – us, I say us being Wesco, a huge leg up on Kinko is that – you guys hold that tournament. We can go over there and scout you guys. You right. guys have to come all the way up here and watch us play each other. So what they get is a bunch of gates of people going to watch that. Not, a, not a bad thing. I'm all for that. Game. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. What's next? We're gonna shift to uh, to talk girls basketball. In fact, kind of an interesting story. We should point out. By the way, Alex, two of his players on his team. Yeah. Uh, two of his players have dads who are girls coaches in Wesco. Uh, we he mentioned Parker That's Gibb. Yeah. Parker's Corey's son. Corey Gibb is the coach at Jackson who was on the radio with us last week. Yeah. Javon McFerrin's dad is Eddie McFerrin, who coaches Linwood High School, the girls. They're yeah. having a pretty good year, too. Yeah. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Eddie, an interview I recorded with him on Saturday night, Eddie McFerrin, along with Anaya Hooker, his uh, senior point guard for the Linwood Royals. We will do that next. It's Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of One, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's MarysvilleToyota.com. For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund has been serving the greater Puget Sound area with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality, based on customer satisfaction. Glass by Lund is also a big supporter of the local community and has been a longtime sponsor of West Coast High School Sports. So next time you're in need for a window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, tabletop glass, residential or commercial, why not call a place that has glass in their name? For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund to schedule a free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. Whether you're talking about a building or a sports team, the foundation has to be strong. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit Ready Mix have been a big part of so many strong foundations across the community, and they're not going anywhere. Concrete, sealants, aggregates, and so much more, supplying the best contractors around. Servicing the community for over four decades, Smoky Point Concrete believes in building teams and communities the old-fashioned way, the same way that has served us all for so many years. Proud to support local sports, SmokyPointConcrete.com. KRKO. 
Are you tired of long hospital stays and slow recoveries? Everett Bone & Joint, part of ProLiance Surgeons, offers a better way. Our state-of-the-art ambulatory surgery center provides faster healing times and better outcomes with a personalized approach to care and the latest technology at our disposal. We can get you in and out of surgery quickly and safely. Don't let the surgery slow you down. Visit us online at ebjproliancesurgeons.com to learn more about our ambulatory surgery center and schedule a consultation today. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The Law Offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842. Girls basketball team is eight and three this season in Wesco play, 12 and six overall. Currently number four in the district RPI, which is important, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Joining us right now, the head coach Eddie McFerrin, as well as his star point guard, Anaya Hooker, senior point guard. And Eddie, first of all, here on a Saturday night, you guys just defeated Mount Lake Terrace. Team starting to play well again here. Getting into the, uh, the the stretch here, the home stretch, where these games really are starting to matter even more and more so than they were earlier this year. Tell me how you're feeling about your squad right now. Um, I feel really good about um, the way we're playing. We really just want to focus on the defensive end of things right now. Um, playing against Archbishop and Meadowdale, we took a couple tough losses, missing a few assignments. So these last three games is just really focusing on channeling our defense, um, slowing down, running through everything, um, working together, and communication. Yeah, I know certainly you're not a guy to make excuses, but you guys are playing a little short right now. Uh, Kayla Lorenz, who you came into the season knowing she was going to be one of your top two players on this team, out right now with a hand injury. Not sure when you're going to get her back yet. How difficult has it been to try to overcome that injury, knowing that these girls have worked so hard to get to this point? You had a bunch of girls who were starters as sophomores two years ago. This is their big year, and now you guys are kind of having to try to play without her right now. How, how difficult has that been? Um, it's been tough, but we got a great group of girls. Um, like we said, everybody has to step up to replace Kayla. I don't think Kayla can be replaced. Um, it's just that everybody has to play their part um, and try to put those extra points on the board to, to make up for Kayla. Um, Defensive-wise, that's really what we're trying to figure out because we lost one of our top scorers and we lost our tallest player, um, which really hurts us a lot. So, you know, I'm, I, like I said all year, we can make a mixtape on how many times I say box out. Um, but we've always been a small team. Um, we miss Kayla, big part, can't replace her. But the girls are doing a great job of, of taking their time and trying to figure out where to find those points. That, that starts with your point guard right here, too. Anaya Hooker, we've had her on the show the last couple of years. She's now a senior. We haven't talked to her yet this year. Tell me a little bit about her game. Give us a quick little summary as to what she's been like this year to have. And maybe tell me some of the things maybe she's even improved on more so than what she was already doing. Um, improvement on being a leader. Uh, being vocal is, is a huge thing for her. Um, just being vocal and talking to the girls, 
um, letting them know where they need to be, what that needs to be done. Um, she's grown a lot every year in that aspect. Um, you know, with Kayla down right now, I'm asking a lot of her. You know, um, I'm asking her to put up 20 or 30 every, every game um, just to make up for those points. Um, she's been accommodating, and, um, you know, she's playing tough defense. Um, she has to sometimes guard a couple people, and she gets frustrated when she misses some assignments because she has to do that. But she's doing everything she's supposed to. Um, Sienna State is getting a great guard. Uh, she's going to be one of the, one of the, one of the top girls going to college out there this year. So, Well, that was going to be one of my third or fourth questions for, but since you brought it up, let's jump right into that. Anaya, first of all, congratulations on a great season so far. Tell us a little bit about that decision. You're going to play at Siena, which is in upstate New York, correct? Yeah. So now what went into a girl from Linwood, Washington, wanting to go all the way to Albany, New York? What, uh, what was it about Siena that you, you looked at and thought, hey, this is for me? Um, well, what I look for here is that family environment, and then Siena is just – a big uh, family just everywhere. Like you ask someone what's their favorite part of Siena, they said the family environment. And that was a really big part for me. And the coaches, they were very inviting. The team was very welcoming. And I just clicked with them. A long ways away from home, too. I was talking to your mom a few moments ago. And uh, she was mentioning she's excited for you. But her little girl's going 3,000 miles away. So that going to be a little bit of an adjustment for you? Uh, definitely, yeah. I'm going to miss, like, the home-cooked meals and everything. But it's a big opportunity. And I know they were very proud of me. Tell me how you're feeling about your senior year so far. Obviously, like Coach was saying, with Kayla being out, you've had to kind of take a little more responsibility, more so than you were already going to have. Are you kind of enjoying the way you've been able to kind of adapt this year? And to, I mean, tonight we just watched you put up 28 points, and I know you've certainly had your share of big games. Are, are you having fun your senior year? Of course, yeah. I love basketball, and um, I like getting in the gym every day, working at practice. And the team, uh, I like how they try to work together, and we're like – Starting to come really together as of now since Kayla's gone, try to pick up um, from where we left off last year. And yeah. And not just Kayla being out, but also your senior year. Do you kind of feel yourself in more of a leadership role? Uh, yeah, definitely this year. Uh, I think I stepped up even more just because, like, Kayla's gone. So I have to be that really role model for the younger uh, part of our team and um, just direct everyone. So I'm a point guard, too. Coach, let's get some names out there. Who are some of the other seniors on this team that we're watching right now? Uh, we got Dina Jonas, uh, Nairi Johnson, Matea Kanda, um, Taya Clark. So, I mean, we're deep. And, of course, Kayla. Mm -hmm. So we're six deep. Um, and everybody, you know, everybody brings a little something different to the everybody table. Everybody brings something to the table. And that's what I'm saying about us missing Kayla. Um, it's just huge that, everybody, that we have those pieces that, you know, if I ask a little bit extra about everybody that we can do that uh, on the offensive end, I think what we really need to just focus on in these last couple games going into district is just settling down on defense, figuring that out. Uh, we got some tough teams to go against with Everett. I mean, every everybody's tough in our division, um, but those Everett's, Arlington's, Meadowdale's, um, Snohomish's, um, Shorecrest is solid, Shorewood. I mean. Any team can come out and give us a problem at any day, and we just got to make sure on the defensive end we can home on those things that offense just follows. Yeah. yeah. And big night for a big week coming up for you. You've got Cedar Crest, your senior night game coming up Wednesday. That's the homish game looming on Friday. That could loom large. That could be the difference between maybe finishing third in the RPI and getting that first round by, or maybe finishing fifth and having to do a play-in game. Are you and your teammates kind of excited about this upcoming week? Yeah, we're very excited. We can't wait to uh, compete. 
And, and always fun when you play Snohomish too, right? We've talked about that in the past. Always know that you're going to get a good battle and a, a well-coached team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Coach, tell me a little bit about what your expectations are coming up. Districts are right around the corner. Obviously, we just mentioned that there were some big games coming up this week. Uh, you've seen all these teams now, or you'll at least have had a chance to see everybody once. Feeling like this team's good enough to make a run once you get there, and if everything falls accordingly, maybe get back to state? I think if everything falls in place and we play defense like I know we can and box out, um, I'm not worried about our offensive side of things. That, that sort of flows with if we play defense. Um, but I think we can make a good run. We got to we got to close out the season, and that's what I think I've been preaching to the girls: is hey, let's finish strong. Let's try and finish this season out. We got two games. Let's focus on Cedar Crest first, and uh, we close out. We're in third place, and we're at the same place we were last year. And um, you know, I, I know it seems like we're in a different place to the girls, but we're really not. We're same record, same spot last, as last season. Let's make the same run, and that would be that would be fun for us. Another trip to the dome, you'd be okay with that. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, again, the Linwood Royals playing good basketball right now, and I, uh, coach, thank you very much for your time. Best wishes to the Royals. I appreciate you, man. Thanks. There we go. Yeah, poor Eddie. I get him right after a game, and Eddie's always horse after oh, a game. Oh man, he's he's screaming and yelling, and for good and for bad. He likes to cheer his team on. Eddie likes to be very vocal, and yeah, his voice is always. Uh, and uh, hey, I can relate. I've been there, so yeah. So we appreciate him and Anaya. By the way, Sienna, do you know the team nickname? Oh, the Pirates, the Saints. You're close. Oh, okay. Not really, but yeah. From the <laughs> MAAC, the Metro Athletic, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, upstate New York. Upstate New York. Okay. Second week in a row, we've had a a Wesco female basketball player from Edmond School District, who's going to play college basketball in New York. So how about that? Who was last? We had week? Gia Powell, who's going to. Br oh no, she's so going she to. That's Rhode Island, Steve. Come on. Okay, <laughs> second week in a row we've had a player that's going into the New England area for basketball. Isn't that what I said? Yeah. That's what you meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> I keep thinking Brown is in New York. It's in Rhode Island. No, yes, it is Providence, Rhode Island. So what is next? We better next we are going to talk to a, a coach. Actually, two coaches coming up who will not be going off to play in New York or Rhode Island next year. <laughs> We've got Quinn Manning coming up next. This was a great interview, that uh, a great opportunity, I should say. I don't know how great the interview was. Quinn did great, and so did her mom, but I don't know about the interviewer. But had a chance to talk to Quinn Manning and Kelly Brewey earlier. Quinn Manning is the first-year head coach at Edmonds Woodway. Her mom, Kelly, is her assistant. Quinn was the former Seattle Times Player of the Year back in 2004 when she led Meadowdale to a state championship. And we'll do that next. Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKL. This January, drive change with Kia of Everett. Join us in supporting Harnish Helps, aiding youth in our community with every test drive. Partnering with Cocoon House and Coffee Oasis, we are tackling youth homelessness, providing hope and essential services. Last year, your support made a significant impact, and now we are aiming higher. Visit Kia of Everett and drive a new beginning for our youth. Together, let's steer towards hope and opportunity. Kia of Everett, your simple, easy, fun dealer. Be part of the change. Test drive today. At Move Fitness, our gyms are designed to keep you moving. From our energetic and fun classes to our motivated trainers and our state-of-the-art equipment. Don't miss our massive cardio floor with every possible option and no waiting. There's a reason we've been voted best gym year after year, but our top priority as we come to work every day is you, giving you the cleanest facilities, the most dedicated team in fitness, and the best overall gym experience. So isn't it time to join the movement? To learn more and to get a free seven-day trial, go to movefitness.com. That's M-U-V fitness.com. 
Judd and Black's January sales event is going on now. Find savings throughout our five Western Washington showrooms, like up to 55% off induction cooking or refrigerators, 30% off laundry pairs, and while supplies last, dishwashers as low as $2.99, or a top freezer Whirlpool refrigerator, only $6.99. Shop top name brands like Frigidaire, KitchenAid, Jenner, and Bosch. Plus, buy now, pay later with financing options on approved credit. No games, no gimmicks. Just great savings and exceptional service at Judd and Black, your hometown appliance store. KRKO. At Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, community is at the heart of everything we do. It's the spirit of togetherness and DIY magic that brings us all closer together. From lending a hand on your latest project to sharing tips and tricks, our store is more than just a place to shop. It's a hub where friendships are built and stories are shared. Discover top-notch tools, local expertise, and a friendly smile that's always there to help. Let's build, create, and grow together. Visit Lake Stevens Ace Hardware today. Ace is Game days are always better at Dave & Buster's in Linwood at the Elderwood Mall. Why? More screen on their 40-foot wow wall. That's why. That's because more TV inches, more food and drinks, more space and more fun make the game we all know and love more special. So celebrate your team with your squad. Enjoy the games and the good times with an unbelievable lineup of beer options. Now that is on point. Add more ding, ding, ding to your game day with more food and more screen at Dave & Buster's in Linwood and online at DaveAndBusters.com. Welcome back to Prep Sports Weekly here on a Monday night. The name Quinn Brewey might sound familiar to a lot of fans of high school basketball in Snohomish County. 2004 Meadowdale graduate, state champion. She was the Seattle Times Player of the Year that year. All tournament, all uh, MVP when they won the state championship. She went on to play at Seattle Pacific and Seattle U. And now, after a few years in between of getting married, becoming Quinn Manning, having some kids, she's now the head basketball coach for the girls team at Edmonds Woodway High School. And her mom, Kelly Brewey, is her assistant coach. They're both joining us on the air right now. And Quinn, first of all, congratulations on getting the Edmonds Woodway job. Uh, How excited are you to take on this challenge? Um, Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. I am tremendously excited and honored to be a part of these girls' journey. I was blessed by tremendous coaching and specifically in high school, tremendous female coaching. So I'm hopeful that I can impart some of that leadership and um, lots of the things that I learned from my high school coach uh, with our girls here. Well, so your high school coach was Karen Blair, who was uh, fairly well-known throughout the entire basketball community during that time, not only as a coach, but also as a player at the University of Washington. I was going to get to that later on, but since you kind of brought it up, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, How much of an influence was Karen on that team and on you as a coach? And I know Caitlin Hovner, who's been on our show before, was also the head coach at Meadowdale for a while, so certainly there's a little bit of a coaching tree there. Talk a little bit about those days and playing for Karen. Yeah. Um, Well, I tell my girls that Karen was probably the toughest and most amazing coach, but then on the flip side, if you showed commitment, she was willing to do anything to help you excel, and I owe a tremendous amount of gratitude and thanks for her helping me develop, become the player that I was, and truthfully, transitioning from her program to college basketball wasn't tough, <laughs> right? So we, it was ingrained, like the culture of professionalism, of work ethic, of respect for the game, respect for your opponents, even if you were blowing kids out 
you know, night in, night out. And um, I just, I feel super thankful to have had that experience and definitely taking lessons learned from her, but then also mitigating coming into a program that has not been successful as of late. And so negotiating which parts that I need to adopt and implement and then how I can soften and make sure that I'm meeting the kids that I have where they're at as we develop. You just described a lot of Karen's attributes. Do you ever catch yourself in maybe moments going, oh my gosh, I'm doing exactly what Karen would have done? <laughs> well, actually, more often than not, I'm like, Karen would not have done this <laughs> because there's I'm still negotiating like, okay, if you're three minutes late to practice, am I, how am I handling that? Because I know how she would have handled that, but, you know, I'm trying to retain some kids and, you know, keep keep kids happy. When you're having a losing season, there's different ways you have to measure success. And so it's, it's for me about, like, how can we make this a positive experience regardless of the wins and losses thus far? And um, I'm hoping, you know, we'll, we'll get tougher and tougher, but right now, this year, um, we're building culture, and that's going to take some time. Basketball's in the blood. Mom and dad both played collegiately. Yep. Obviously, you played at the high school level collegiately. Mom was a longtime head basketball coach, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. Was this always kind of on the checklist of things to do at some point, was to become a high school basketball coach? You know, um, people have talked to me about it for years now, and truthfully, I have been thinking about it, but as I was raising my kids, I know that I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and one of my mantras that I personally live by is anything worth doing is worth doing well. So I didn't want to take on a head coaching role until I was in a space with my family and my children where I felt like I could give the kids in my program the time and attention they deserve. So yes, this was part of my plan, and um, I'm really happy to be here. And here is Edmonds Woodway. You went to Meadowdale. How does one become the Edmonds Woodway basketball coach? Take us through the last maybe few years and uh, where this was on the timeline of things and how yeah. this particular job came about. Well, um, so we actually, my husband and I bought the home that I lived in when we went to high, I went to high school. Mm -hmm. So we were in the Meadowdale service area as my kids were growing up. But then my son gravitated towards going to College Place and Edmonds Woodway on that track. And um, with the district being constructed as it is, we were able to get in on that trajectory to those schools. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, over the years, I've heard murmurs of like, oh, come to Meadowdale or, you know, and it's just never been the right timing. But when my husband and I reinstated the Edmonds Woodway Girls Feeder Basketball Program as my son, who's older than my daughter, started going on that path then we knew oh this is where we're going to be and as much as you know there's that a huge rivalry between the schools like I'm a fan of girls basketball so I, I appreciate everything that they're doing at Meadowdale and their successful season they're having awesome talent and um, but I'm really happy to serve these girls here so you've got a son and a daughter you and your husband I would imagine the feeder programs involved both boys and girls then yeah. so you were already well kind of right. entrenched into the Edmonds Woodway yep. program at that point is that kind of how the job opening came about in terms of when yeah. Coach Rasmussen decided to step yeah. away? Yep. You were right down the hall probably, right? An easy phone call, <laughs> yeah. so to yeah. speak. It, yeah, I think it probably was. And um, well suited. I feel like I've been, you know, preparing for a job like this my whole life. I do I do not currently teach, but I have a master's degree in education at the secondary level. So I love teenagers. And I think that they're, it's a really fun, you know, developmental time challenging too. But um, I appreciate them so much. So, uh, yeah, I'm just very pleased. Well, and this story gets better too because not only do we have one of our great Snohomish County basketball players of all time coming back and coaching back in the Wesco again. You brought mom along for the journey. Now, Kelly, I want to bring you in here. Kelly Brewey, your mom, who's one of your assistant coaches. Kelly, give me your head coaching background. Three different high schools, is that correct? 
Yeah, I started right out of uh, college at Overlake, then went to Ballard, and then ended up at Shorecrest, which is my um, alma mater. So now, where were you during the time when Quinn was coming up through Meadowdale? Were you still coaching, or were you kind of did you take some time off to to be a mom and watch, or were you coaching against her at some point? No, that I, I actually gave up coaching when my son was about three, because I, I had three kids under the age of twelve and under, so it was just getting pretty busy, and decided to take off that time from coaching and then I started um, doing training at that point. So you were mentioning to me before that you've actually been training around here for quite some time now. In fact, a lot of the Meadowdale girls who we had a chance to talk to on our show last week, they're ranked in the top three in the state right now. You trained a lot of those girls, right? Yeah, more of last year's class, but yeah, Gia, I started with her when she was in fifth grade. So yeah, I've known a lot of these kids around the area for a long time, so it's been fun. So here's a fun question. Prior to this year, how many times have you been an assistant coach? <laughs> Never. <laughs> That's the answer I was looking for. <laughs> she's she's had to learn how to sit down to stay seated. It's a hard one. Well, okay, so who approached you in terms of getting mom onto the coaching staff? Was that something, Quinn, that you asked mom about? Or, Kelly, did you go to? I think she had been approached about this same job, and we have both kind of collectively. Um, I've, I actually, when I was getting my master's degree, studied under Angie when she was an English teacher at Edmonds Woodway. That's Angie McGuire, who's now the athletic, athletic director. director. Right, so over the years we've had conversations, and she's really encouraged me, like, Quinn, I think you should do it. Like, this would just be great. And it was kind of like I had that security blanket. I was like, well, I'll do it if you do it with me. And so um, I'm so lucky. I'm so fortunate to have her experience, her skill set, her knowledge, and then just, frankly, her support. Like, it's... um, it's been really a gift. It's been a gift to spend more time with my mom than we have in years past and then just watch her interact with the girls. And I'm really proud that we have an all-female coaching staff here. I, I mean, being the only female head coach in our district, and then you look around the league and there's only a couple of us. So I think it's really special. Kelly, what's it been like for you to take on the assistant coaching role? I mean, obviously it's your daughter that's the head coach, and you mentioned there's kind of a, a partnership there, but it's got to be a little different from you. Qu- Quinn just mentioned a minute ago you've had a chance to get used to sitting down rather than standing up the entire game. That was probably the biggest challenge is not because I'm not much for sitting, but it's been great. I mean, I have really enjoyed being a support, watching her. She came in with a really clear vision, which I have respected, and she's stayed with it, and she's making it fun for the girls. She works really, really hard. She's got a great work ethic, and so I'm just trying to support her as much as possible and maybe just interject here and there but she's doing a great job and it's been great for me to have an opportunity to be around the girls and be a part of my community and so I'm, I'm excited to be here. As far as giving Quinn input on the coaching part of it do you usually wait for her to come to you and ask for questions or are, are you at the are you guys at a comfort spot right now where you can kind of go ahead and interject at times and go hey Quinn I think we should try this or try that what has that been like in terms of that communication? I think it's a little bit of both I think at the beginning I tried to let her make more decisions because I you know you learn from doing things you learn from making mistakes which she's not making too many but at this point it's really more of a give and take if if she asks me or if I have an idea then it just it works so I think, yeah, I think it's really collaborative, right? Like, I, I do. I, I did have, like she said, my vision. I had, you know, my 60-page slideshow deck that I shared with my coaches with schemes and plays and culture and, you know, ideals and values. Um, but, like, you know, we've had to flex with what's happened and transpired over the season. Like, we've battled a lot of injuries. There's been moments where I looked down the bench and had five varsity kids, you know, eligible for a game. And so we have had to be a little bit more flexible, and that's something that I – 
uh, could improve upon, mm -hmm. right? Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of learning and growth that's happening all around. But I think uh, I respect when she has something and comes at me and sees something. And, and also her relationships with the girls. Like, there's some really great insights that she gets from, you know, a couple of kids have really gravitated towards mm -hmm. her. And it's pretty, pretty cool to see. Well, let me ask you this question. At the beginning of the interview, I asked you for some similarities from your time with Karen Blair and maybe how you see yourself in her. How about you and mom? How much are you like your mom when you, in terms of when you're coaching? I'm a, I'm a lot like my mom. I'm super competitive. <laughs> <laughs> like we, I mean, trust as much as I'm like, I'm enjoying my time here. Like we both really hate to lose. And so, um, I think that I do emulate her in a lot of regard. And, but again, I just think that we both have an appreciation for the kids. Like it's, you know, it takes a lot of guts to come in, you know, against teams that are, you know, well honed, highly skilled, you know, blowing out opponents and come out and compete. And that's what we do. So we both, we respect the kids a lot. So Kelly Quinn mentioned that the two of you are very competitive. Obviously you've, you've played and coached at high levels. You played in college back in the day too. This is a team that's very young and you, you inherited a young team. And I think you kind of knew coming in, we're probably not going to state this year. That was kind of a foregone conclusion. How difficult has it been in some ways in order, in other words, in talking about just being able to kind of take these girls aside and, and being a little more of a nurturer and coaching them up rather than expecting them to go out and, and defeat Snohomish or yeah. Meadowdale or Arlington on any given night. How has that changed maybe the philosophy of coaching? You know, it's actually, it's kind of made for me as a trainer. I've been, for the last 17 years, I've been teaching. I've been teaching skills and shooting and footwork. And so it's great for me to be able to pull a kid aside and say, hey, this is something you can work on. You can change your hand on the ball. You can change your footwork. And I remember Natalie telling me she was pretty mad at me for the first you know couple weeks of, of the season because I was watching her travel consistently so I she goes I you yelled at me all the time about, and not yelling but I was correcting her and so for me it's that kind of thing teaching is what I really like to do so it's actually worked out really well to be able to do that the Natalie you're speaking of by the way is Natalie Durbin I would yes. assume yeah. senior player came over from Meadowdale this year yeah. uh, transfer player from a rival high school onto a team of younger players yeah. how's that transition been for her I mean, obviously she's leading your team in scoring and how have you maybe helped her through that process well it must be difficult to be in that position as you know it but our, I will say that our team did a great job of accepting her. She's been very well received and, you know, it's not without its trials, but, you know, we're thankful to have her because she, she brought, she's brought the grit level up. So I think she's teaching, she's teaching our players how to play really hard and to compete right through the game. Um, and like I said, they've, they've accepted her and, you know, she and Quinn relate well to each other. We relate real. So that's been a, it's been a gift for our team and for the program. And also I think for her as a young woman, really happy that she's having the success and the acceptance in this program that she's receiving. So Quinn, we just talked about Natalie. Tell us about some of the other key contributors on this team right now. Yeah, well, as you said, we um, have some young kids coming up that I'm super excited about their development and growth. Uh, Finley Wickers, sophomore, uh, undersized, but plays tough night in, night out. I'm, you know, hey, your garden post number one on whatever opponent we have and she fights for it and she works really hard. Um, unfortunately Abby Porter who's a junior our tallest player by height broke her hand this season and um, she was looking terrific in preseason and I thought oh we've got our three point shooter and then we lost her as soon, you know pretty early on um, and then we just we have a couple raw kids uh, and Derek Harry Boxley is a sophomore and Janie Hansen um, basketball is not their number one sport so you've got athletes that are willing to work hard and do you do and ask 
you know, they're doing what we ask, but uh, less court time, less hand on the ball. Like, uh, so that reflects in our shooting percentages, right? <laughs> like, um, and then our JV team is, is having a really successful year. So that gives some promise for kids that we can develop. And like I said, I, I'm going to have to give it a couple years of building culture, work ethic, systems, and um, we'll look towards the future, but we're going to be okay. And one story I did not want to go unmentioned was Jade. Is it Fiorillo? Is that yeah, Fiorillo, yeah. Tell, tell us a little, I mean, without getting too graphic on the radio here, uh, I got to give her a lot of credit. She's even playing right now. Um, she had a pretty bad hand injury not too long ago. So Jade is a senior and her twin sister Jasmine have both unfortunately had a great deal of injuries this season. And that's hard when you have two seniors years you know there's just something different about a senior like they're seasoned they're mature and they're a great asset to have um so her sister tore acl and then jade actually sprained her ankle missed a couple games and then she came back and almost as soon as she came back she had a compound dislocation in her hand and that was something i've never personally experienced in a basketball game (laughs) and i hope to never see a bone sticking out of one of my players hands ever again (laughs) and i'm guessing at that point you probably will number one everybody's a little bit nervous about how to handle this but number two you probably thought her season was over, right? I thought her season was over, and actually, we were in a really tight game um, with Cedar Crest, and so when it happened in the third quarter, uh, it was a two-point game, and uh, I actually, she ran over to me, and I didn't allow her teammates to see, so nobody was privy of what transpired. I essentially, luckily, we are right across the street from the hospital. I sent her sister, hey, you need to go take your sister to the hospital. They stitched her up, they let the wound heal, and, you know, gave it a couple weeks to, I don't know, firm it up in there, and so, I mean, yeah, it was pretty remarkable, and that was the same game that Abby broke her hand, so I had two upperclassmen go down that game, and it's, yeah, it's taking a punch to the gut. You talked a little bit about your JV team, we should also point out, and we mentioned earlier, you are coaching the feeder program, you and your husband kind of got the feeder program going again. Uh, we don't normally talk about the middle school kids a whole lot on here, but the 7th grade team has had a lot of success. Yeah, yeah. the 7th grade feeder team at Edmonds Woodway, uh, we t- I coach that team up until this season. We took second place in the goal division at state last year, which was really fun for those kids. And, uh, you know, thus far this year, they're undefeated in feeder league and their tournaments they've entered. So they're more like an AAU team. Um, And it gives promise towards the future. You know, you you never know how kids grow and develop, but right now they're looking really good. And um, it's just, it's creating that culture, right? I've got three of my varsity players that coach the feeder girls as well. So that's special. Like yesterday, even on our off day on Sunday, I've got three of my kids in the gym coaching the younger generation. Give a shout out. Who are the three coaches? Yeah, so it's um, Naomi Lim, Sydney Stumpf. They coach the seventh graders. And then Finley Wickers coaches the sixth graders. Yeah. Very cool. And yeah. I, I want to make sure we mention your assistant coaches, too. A couple yeah. of names that are familiar, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, Maddie Schultz. We yeah. should point out for the Edmonds Woodway yeah. community. Yeah. She's the sister-in-law of the Maddie Schultz who played soccer and yes. went to North Carolina. Uh-huh. But this is yep. formerly Maddie Neely. Yes. So a carryover. And that's got to be kind of challenging at times, right, in terms of getting a, a coach to stay with the program when yeah. a new coaching regime comes yeah. in you've kept her on board i was thrilled when i took the job that both nina and maddie and that's nina Lowe. yeah nina Lowe, former head coach herself so we just have a good breadth and depth of experience on my coaching staff and they all bring different things to the table which i really appreciate and i lean on them a lot like you'll see me look down the bench and be like okay what's the move and i trust them so i i mean i feel like i'm super fortunate just thank you my lucky stars that i have the three coaches that i do on staff Kelly, is it a fun group to work with, fun group of coaches? Really fun, yeah. And, you know, I'm the older generation by... 
by a, quite a bit, but it's been keeps me young, you know, hanging out with the younger kids. And these coaches are knowledgeable, like Quinn said, and trustworthy and hardworking, and they're very supportive. So you can't ask for. I mean, it's really great to be with four women coaching. I I did not have that opportunity when I coached, and I'm thrilled about it. A lot of great changes since those times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and before I let you go, too, I would be remiss, Quinn, if I don't ask you a little bit about that Meadowdale team in 2004. Okay. State champions, uh, multiple trips to the Tacoma Dome. Yeah. Uh, some of your fond memories from that time? Uh, well, <laughs> so many, so many. Um, and it's funny, when you ask me about memories, it's like fond memories. But I told my team this year, I give them three days off at Christmas, and I'm like, I remember a 6 a.m. practice on Christmas Eve when I was at Meadowdale, the year we won state. But, you know, um, it was a really interesting time as when I came in my freshman year, they had just won the state championship the year previous. So there was, you know, there's always pressure and expectations and that's hard you know, as a high schoolers to live up to. And even on the way here on the bus, one of my kids was asking about it and it was like, well, yeah, we probably really should have won state my junior year too. But to win a state championship, the stars have to align, right? You're injury free. You've got the right opponents. You have the right, you know, the good game on the right night. Um, so it's a really tremendous, remarkable thing to do. Uh, I do remember that state championship game and uh, I mean just like it was one of those nights when you talk about like just being in the zone like I, I just things were happening for us and for me and my son you know who's a a sports fan and athlete asked me about it like well what's the most points you've ever scored in a game I'm like what's the state championship game <laughs> right like right time right place and um, super super fun um, and then I do tell my kids too I never lost at Ms. Woodway once so <laughs> well I should ask you too you... Until, until last Friday yeah then we yeah yeah I was gonna say you finally coached against Meadowdale for the yeah, first time yeah. well Kelly your, your memories of that time because they did lose a game to Snohomish that year Snohomish took fifth so there were some good teams in Wesco during that time too did did you kind of have a feeling going into the tournament that they were going to win a championship? I, I felt that year was the one. Uh, the previous year they had a little hiccup and Quinn had suffered some injuries and she was finally really healthy her senior year and all the girls were healthy and um, yeah, I it was sitting up there as a parent. It was very nerve-wracking but it was so fun to watch because she, she did have a tremendous game and the one thing I'd point out with her is when she was getting interviewed, she'd always they were, she would put, they'd say, what are you averaging? And she'd go, well like you know, 14 and 21, and the and the interviewer would go, you're averaging 14 rebounds. She put her rebounds before her points. <laughs> team, team player. That's the only player I've ever heard do that. <laughs> do you uh, do you keep in touch with some of the girls? I mean, obviously, Caitlin, I know, is still in the area, so we've, we've talked to her on the show before. I, I really don't keep in touch with many of my teammates. And maybe, you know, I am coming up on my 20-year high school reunion, so potentially, you know, I'll see a few of them. And I have a feeling a few of them might be kind of keeping uh, yeah, yeah. track of what's going on in the Edmonds Woodway program nowadays, too. Well, again, great to have you back back out here in the high school community. I know you've already been a part of the community. Uh, great to see you doing great things with Edmonds Woodway and wishing the Warriors all the best in the future. Quinn, Kelly, both thank you very much yeah, for your thank time. Thank you. I appreciate you for having us. Thank you. Okay, okay, so I'm confused. Yes. One of the Meadowdale teams is in the Snohomish County Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, that would be that would be Quinn's team. I think I just looked uh, I looked online a minute ago and it was from the Snohomish County website. So Okay. Although did they See, we're doing this on the fly here, right? <laughs> Did they actually put that one year? Because usually the one. they do put a one-year team in, right? They don't take it collectively. And The only time they've done that is the Monroe 52 and 53 back-to-back. Back-to-back state titles, basketball. yeah. yeah. And this, in this case, it was 2000 and 2004 because she right. referenced coming out, out of her freshman year. And, and Karen Blair is in the Hall of Fame. Karen Blair, and rightfully so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Quinn's team was the 2004 team that uh, – 
won, lost one game all year, and that was to Snohomish, who yeah. finished fifth that year. And her team is, in fact, in the Snohomish County Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So she's a Snohomish. She's just like you. She's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> she is a Hall of Famer. Right. And, and hey, and you know what? One of these days, Quinn might be in there by herself like Karen. Sure. I mean, yep. Seattle Times Player of the Year, nothing to sneeze about, right? Yep. It's you pretty bet. good. What are we wrapping up with? We, well, we just talked to a coach who's in her first year of coaching at her school. How about we wrap up with her opponent tonight? They're playing as we speak. Who's in his final year of coaching? That'd be Dave Roberts over at Cascade High School, a girls coach. We'll hear from him next. Next, KRKL. Dr. Timmerman here from Blue Dental Wellness, where smiles come to life. Say goodbye to dental blues and hello to Blue Dental. Our personalized dentistry approach is customized to your unique needs. We've got the friendliest staff, the latest tech, and a vibe that'll make you forget you're at the dentist. Don't go another day wishing you had a better smile. Make your appointment today. Visit us at bluedentalwellness.com. That's B-L-U-Dentalwellness.com. Blue Dental Wellness, we're here for your smile. I know it's hard to believe how expensive food has become. Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that your neighborhood grocer doesn't want you to know. It's the Buzz In All Day Breakfast. Choose any piping hot cast iron breakfast skillet, the corned beef, tsunami, or Philly cheesesteak. A great deal on a great meal, $14.99. There's 12 locations, so get in the car and head to the Buzz In Steakhouse, where you get a lot for a little, and use that money you saved to do other things. Chuck Van Howling from Legacy West Insurance with Allstate is here to save the day and your hard-earned cash. And whether it's your trusty four wheels or your cozy abode, Chuck's team has the magic touch to make sure you're covered when life throws you a curveball. With Legacy West Insurance and Allstate, you can say goodbye to insurance confusion and hello to peace of mind. You're in good hands with Legacy West and Allstate on 112th Street in Everett and on Facebook. Looking for a better automotive service experience? At Chevrolet of Everett, we take service seriously. With same-day or next-day appointments, our service lanes are open and ready when you are. We offer $1 over cost on tires, and we service all makes and model vehicles. Discover a better service experience at Chevrolet of Everett, or schedule your service online at ChevroletofEverett.com. That's ChevroletofEverett.com. Chevrolet of Everett, a better experience. Experience, part of the Harnish Auto family. Welcome back to Prep Sports Weekly here on a Monday night as we are still over at Cascade High School. Last segment, we heard from the Edmonds Woodway girls coaches. Now we're going to talk to the girls Cascade coach, a coach who after three different stints as a Bruins coach is coaching his last home game tonight. He's got one more game left on Thursday and then he's going to step aside. It is Dave Roberts. And Dave, first of all, congratulations on an accomplished coaching career. You've been doing this for quite some time. Uh, talk a little bit about what went into the decision and why are you no longer going to be the coach? at Cascade? Uh, you know, sometimes it's time. Um, a long time ago when Urban Meyer stepped down at Florida, he, uh, uh, Lou Holtz was on ESPN talking about that, and he said, uh, he said to the people that don't understand coaching, he said, hey, if you don't have to coach, don't coach. Because uh, <laughs> coaching is challenging. It's hard. There's a lot. There's just a lot that a lot of people don't understand and that type of thing. And so kind of as I'm coming down here and just looking at what my role is as a teacher at Cascade, um, you know, kids that came through Cascade, all these girls, and, and then who, you know, potentially could be moving into this position. I feel like uh, it, it's it's time to go ahead and, and, and let it flourish under or let it move on with somebody else. First year was back, was it 99? 90, yeah, 98, 99, I think, yeah. So, so a lot of memories, a lot of things to think about there in terms of, has it kind of sunk in yet that this is it? 
<laughs> no, um, I, I think the good thing is it's senior night. So last home game uh, that I'm going to coach for me is uh, not as important as the senior night for the girls that are playing here, uh, playing their last uh, game here. So I, I've been able to kind of push that aside. Uh, but every now and then it kind of, you know, there's been a few practices over the last week where I just kind of catch myself going, huh, it's, 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 been a, it's been a long run. Here we go. Well, and you've been you've had three different stints as the Cascade coach. This your third stint has been a four-year tenure, so these seniors came in as freshmen with you as a coach. So I know you've been teaching in the building for a couple yeah. decades plus now, but in terms of those four girls and having gone through the program, what does it mean to see them have come in here as freshmen and now going out as seniors at the same time as you? I mean, what are your early thoughts kind of of what they've been able to accomplish? Yeah, so, you know, the for me, what's interesting, it was a when I took it, it was a three-year deal. Like, mm -hmm. I... I, I I thought this is going to be a three-year deal uh, just on the timing. And then just a few things happened last year that made me feel like, okay, we'll do the one more year. And one of those things was just the kids, the girls. They're, like, they are enjoyable to work with. And so just coming to practice each day and working on getting better, working on doing fun things that are fundamentally sound, just trying to get better, they're always ready. And they're always um, excited to be around each other. So last year, uh, like I said, when I was thinking halfway through the season, I was like, this is going to be my last one. It's the, the girls brought me back. Or I mean, not intentionally. They might not have wanted me to. But, um, but they, you know, they, that's what it was. It was like, I, I want to do this one more year for these kids and then uh you know when i say that though i feel a little bit like maybe i don't feel the same way about the younger kids but i do like i i could continue to coach based on my experiences with the players and the kids it's still enjoyable but like i said it's uh there, there's just some other things going on that i would say yeah it's time it's time and i'll i'll do other things with my life too give a shout out to the four seniors let's mention them by name real quick uh so morgan uh morgan Jaden, lorraine and alexis becker is they're they've again been in the program not all of them have played all four years um, and that's a little bit the nature of of cascade basketball right now but Jaden wilson is just a she's just so aggressive and just a great team leader but she's i mean she's a softball player i mean that's what she does and uh she got talked into playing last year by one of our seniors uh who was friends with her and says come on come on do this and and so she said okay i'll do one year and then uh this you know at the end of the year i said hey just you know put it on hold just put it on hold just see what happens and then uh, about a week before the season this year we said come on come on Jaden. the girls look up to you they like you 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 set a tone for us and so that was really good for her and um you know i think not to say anything less about the other three but the, but the other three as a whole it's just their smiles they're enjoyable to be around they're supportive kids uh, supportive of their teammates and um yeah i mean i hope this is a good night for them just to be able to be recognized well and one thing i like about your not just your senior group but your varsity group i was looking on the roster and i know you're an educator first and foremost I counted six girls on there that have the asterisks next to their names, meaning they have a 3.8 GPA or higher. That's something to uh, to be awfully proud of. Yeah, and that matters to us. Um, we don't have to do study tables. We don't have to do consequences. If we had to, we would, and I have done that before. But this is a group where that doesn't have to happen because they are they are student athletes. Uh, that's what they are, and so they play multiple sports. They are involved in multiple extracurricular activities, and they keep their grades up. They take challenging classes, and so they are well-rounded 
talented students who represent Cascade High School well. And the other thing I noticed too is that your JV team is all freshmen. You've got nine of them, obviously uh, not necessarily leaving the cupboard bare. Whoever comes in to take this job over, you've got a nice little foundation going hopefully for the future. Yeah, it was nice this year to kind of come in and just have a, a core group of kids and they've, they've worked hard. You know, it's the same thing as far as successes and failures aren't necessarily uh, judged on the court, but just, I mean, some of the improvement of a few of the players that didn't, you know, were not able to play their eighth grade year and then are here uh, playing JV, hitting threes, you know, doing that type of stuff. So it's fun to see that improvement. And it's, uh, once again, I think first and foremost, it's just, it's a good group of people to be associated with. And that's, um, and now I'm getting emotional right now. I mean, that's, that'll be the hard part to give up, but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> and I got to ask too, we've had you on the show before. We've had your wife, Trish, who's the cheer coach here on the show. Your son was on the show with us during COVID. I know he was playing water polo. Yeah. Uh, we've had your brother, Ken, who's coaches over at Snohomish with the girls team over there. What does Dave Roberts do after this? Obviously you've been teaching in, at the school for quite a few years now. What, uh, what does the future hold for you? Uh, you know, for now, I'm just thinking about just some projects around the house. Uh, honestly, it's not, there's no big plan. Uh, it, it's for me, it's uh, just stepping away again. And again, I, I've, I stepped away a few different times and, um, and, and this is the one where I'm thinking, yep, I'll just, I'll go find some other hobbies that, uh, that are kind of low key, less stressful. And, uh, and I, I feel like not having a plan is an okay plan right now. Dave, especially, sorry, especially with all those people you mentioned, uh, Trish, I mean, one of the greatest cheer coaches in the state, Ken, one of the greatest basketball coaches in the state. Of course, shout out to my son and my daughter who's, you know, all this, they, I, the Roberts family is well represented. So I can, I can duck under the, under, into the shadows. Well, and well-deserved. So again, thank you for your time and thank you for all your years of service to this basketball program here. Best wishes to you moving forward. I'm sure we haven't seen the last of you. <laughs> I'll be supporting cheer and uh, Snohomish basketball, yeah, in the future. <laughs> Perfect. Dave Roberts, thank you very much. All right, thank you. There we go. Yeah, big shout-out to Dave. I mean, that's not a, that, that program has changed a lot since he took over back in 1999. And right. we saw John Barhanovich, who was a great coach, who mm-hmm. coached the team to a state championship game back in his day when he was coaching at Cascade prior to Dave going for stint number three. I think right. he was like 7-74, seven right. and, and they, they were mired in like a 41-game losing streak. And, the demographics and the boundaries have changed. Cascade, not an easy place to win, and Dave took over that team knowing that, and he gave those girls four years, and uh, yeah, I commend him for that. An excellent guy to have on your uh, on your bench over at Cascade. Today's show brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, Move Fitness, the Shop Tire Pros, Buzz In Steakhouse, Judd Black Appliance, Chevrolet of Everett, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Procure Mortgage, Stream Printing Northwest, Kia of Everett, Everett Bone & Joint, Glass by Lund, Chuck Van Howling, Legacy West Insurance in Allstate, Dave and Buster's, Blue Dental and Wellness, Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, and by Marysville Toyota. And who did we have on the show tonight? On the show tonight, boys basketball coach over at Lake Stevens, Alex Iverson. And then it shifted on to girls basketball. Talked to the head coach at Linwood, Eddie McFerrin, along with his star point guard, Anaya Hooker. We then talked a little Edmonds Woodway girls basketball with their new head coach, Quinn Manning, and her mom slash assistant coach, Kelly Brewey. And then we just heard from Cascade Girls coach Dave Roberts. Last game of the regular season for high school basketball comes your way Thursday night. It's the Monroe Bearcats and the Arlington Eagles, 7 o'clock live from Arlington High School. Tomorrow night and Wednesday night, they have a silver tips. Silver tips play five games in the next six days. Silver tips are tearing it up, by the way. <laughs> they are. They're the latest rankings, I think, they're ranked number one in the WHL. Keep there going. Go. That's Steve Willits. I'm Tom Lafferty, Prep Sports Weekly. Good night from Everett. 
KRKO Everett, K237GN AM 1380, and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO. Carry on, wayward son. K-R-K-O. 